I'm hungover. Yeah, I know. So as you can feel, <laughs> I feel like the last episode I was hungover. I don't know about you. you I wasn't. No. Okay, well, I I was like, yeah. Is that how you feel right now? Yes. Okay, then I'll carry the show today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Something kind of embarrassing happened to me right before we got here. Oh my god! But then it sort of rectified itself, but like not. Um, so the guy I'm saying, who we shall not name, so he's coming to the party tonight mm-hmm. I'm on my rooftop. And last night he was like, "Oh my god, yes, so down to come!" Like so excited because he said he was going out with his friends in Bushwick, and I was like, "Well, why don't you come to my party?" I don't remember why, but I was like, "I have a crush on you," and <laughs> and he was like oh my god I'm so honored because I think you're so fucking cool and I was Whoa. like okay so does so do you have a crush on me though <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't answer I sent him that like 5 p.m last night today at like 11 he answers and he's like it seemed very thought out he was like hey I don't want to be an asshole but I don't know if I have a crush on you Aww. um just want to be upfront and honest and I was like okay but he totally does have a crush on me yeah <laughs> so I was like I just meant or he he said, I love hanging out with you, but I don't know if I have a crush on you. So I said, I just meant I like hanging out with you and making out with you. Like, wasn't anything serious? Like, yeah. isn't that what a crush is? Well, I've, what do you consider a crush? Yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of like school girly yeah. vibe. Like, oh, I think you're cute. I thought it was flirty of me to say yeah, that. I wasn't that is saying, flirty. like, I'm in love with you. Are you also in love with me? So he's moving to Bushwick, too. Whoa. And, I, and I, he's like, maybe a 13-minute walk. So I sent that to him, and he was like, too far. Like, you know, he was saying all these things, yeah. like, obviously. Uh, so I said back, like, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry to make you feel awkward. Like, I don't think you're an asshole. I was just, you know, being flirty. Yeah. And he said back, you're fine. You're awesome. I'm just, like, so tired, whatever. So I don't really know what to say back to that. I could just not answer, even though he might be coming to this party tonight. Or I could say, like, okay, cool. I wouldn't answer, but... Really? I'm single, so... Well, what does that mean? <laughs> exactly. You have more insight. No. I mean, I just think if you're going to see him tonight anyway... But I don't know. You, like, he would have to double text me, or I would say, okay, cool. So are you still coming? <laughs> are we breaking up? <laughs> Should I divorce you? <laughs> I wouldn't text him probably. And then what happens? And then let him text you and be like, is the party happening? Or you could ask him later, are you coming to the party? But I don't think you have to like acknowledge what he said. I don't know. But. Or I could thumbs up it. Yeah. I could could up like react it. Yeah. I feel like saying, okay, cool is best. All right. Yeah. Go for it. I hate you. (laughs) Why don't you agree with me? I think you should always say what you want to say. And that's why I told him I had a crush on him. Yeah. I was feeling it in the moment. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but you're honored. But do you also feel that way? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Also, what I want to say about this man, I don't know if I told you. um, Oh, my God. And you have finally, you're going to tell me about your date. Oh, yeah. Okay. But wait. So I was jerking him off and I was sliding my finger up in his butthole. Did I tell you this? No. Well, I didn't tell our listeners, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, And I had never done that without asking first. Right. So I was just sort of feeling it out, like seeing and it was like it wasn't intense because I didn't have any lube and I felt like that would make it better. So afterwards, I was like, you like that finger in your butthole? And he was like, I've never done that before, but I Uh, think so. And I was like, and I've never done it without asking for consent. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, back Aww. to you, Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your motherfucking date. Um, okay, so he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And he just like laughed at everything I said and I just talked the whole time. Uh-huh. So that was cool because I love myself and I love talking. Do you think he's boring? Yeah. Because he's a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, I thought he'd be really smart. He just didn't really talk. I was like, um, give me something, buddy. <laughs> um, and I did my classic move, want to go on my roof and he wouldn't kiss me. So I had to kiss him. And I was like, dude, come on. Gender norms. Okay. What was the kiss like? He like went straight for the boobs, but I was like, I, you know what? Wait, he like dodged the kiss and started <laughs> making out with your tits. We were on my roof. There were other people up there, but they were on a separate part, so they couldn't like directly see us, but they could mm. kind of see us. Do you think he felt awkward? No, because he went for your tits. Well, so we started kissing, and then he, within like five seconds, was touching my boobs. Hmm. And I thought, you know. Well, that's gender normy. Yeah, that was a little gender normy. <laughs> um, he couldn't get hard, but he made me come like three times. On the roof? No. <laughs> no, we made out on the roof, and then he was like, I think people can see us, so let's go inside. Let them watch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but literally, we were on the roof for like 20 minutes, and he hadn't kissed me. I was just, I kept getting closer to him. I kept signaling, and he wasn't wow. doing anything. I was like, dude, come on. Was he cute? Why did you even invite him home? I was pretty, I had two drinks, and I was just like tipsy. Mm-hmm. He's 6'2". Mm. So that was a big part of it. It's like the, the one reason. <laughs> and he's like a lawyer and went to a really good law school. So. Did he pay for drinks? No, he did not. I my guest. I gave him cash. What? Yeah, but he did take it. But it's okay. It's 2019. I don't mind paying for my own drinks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is an interesting topic in itself. Yeah. Paying. Yeah. Especially us two proud feminists. feminists. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I think that there is a pay gap, a gender pay gap. Yeah. Um. So. But you, as a rich bitch, how does that make you feel? He's still richer than me. He's mm-hmm. a lawyer. Mm-hmm. True. Like corporate law. Right. His so he, he's for profit lawyer. His you know? base and he his ma- base salary would be at least 100K. Yeah. He's making like way more than me. So yeah. he should be paying for the drinks. Yeah. Right? I, that's really weird. Yeah. If he was like a starving artist, I would have paid for I mean, I've paid for a guy's drinks before. I've been. Same. It depends on the time of the how close to the paycheck we're going out, you know, no, but just got paid. I'm like, I'll oh, get him. oh yeah. I, I like to gauge it based on what our salaries are. And if they make way more than me Whoa. on my date with this dude, I know he makes like 5k more than I do. Cause we both work at Jewish nonprofits. <laughs> so I was like, let's just split dinner. He offered and I was like, let's just split it. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely hot when someone pays for you. Yeah, always. And that, yeah, and that's why I think it, girls paying for dudes is also hot. They're like, yes. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yeah. We, <laughs> we came back to my place. Um, he went to the bathroom and that triggered me with the pubes guy. <laughs> so Wait, after. Cite the episode. What episode? That was, I believe that was episode two. You're going to want to listen to that one. Yeah. Was it really? Wow. Yeah, I know. So long ago. I know. We've wow. grown so much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we come back to my place. My poor roommate was home and awake and I texted him. Like, Coming in <laughs> with a person. You can join if you want. <laughs> um yeah we had he fingered me a bunch he spanked me a bunch which is really nice, nice. um it sucks i always feel bad for roommates so i, I don't go the full opera voice mm. that i have <laughs> um, but it was still fun he couldn't get a boner um and it was fine the whole time i was like i probably don't really want to see him again but maybe would and then um i'm gonna he, say no yeah but, hard pass on well that. yeah i was already kind of like meh about it but then he i 
he went to order an Uber and he opens his phone to Tinder. It was just open on his phone. Huh. And I was like, were you swiping when I, we were in the bathroom or he something? He literally was. <laughs> of course, that's disgusting. Yeah, I know. So then I was like, okay. Ew. Yeah. Safe travels. Ugh. I know. I mean, at least he made you come and you didn't make him come. No, I didn't. Okay, fuck him. So it's all good. Ew, never see him again, dude. Yeah, no, I, I won't. He didn't text you, did he? No, he did not. It, did, it doesn't seem like a mutual ghost. Yeah. That's not even ghosting. That's just like. It ag- didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. We both don't want to see each other again. Do you regret the sex? No. Okay. I came. Good. Nice. I felt good. She came. <laughs> she conquered. Yeah, she he did. Left. Exactly. Cool. And now I can add lawyer to the no list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i dated a lawyer uh, it's not yeah not great i mean successful men in general are pretty hard to date i think at our age because i think they're so busy my two friends are obsessed with dating people who are who are very successful um wealth wise and they're always super busy and like not able to go on dates they're either right. like consultants or traveling or they're lawyers it's whatever um and i'm like just date poor people <laughs> and it'll be fine <laughs> also these two girls are very wealthy themselves oh, so, so like, they don't need yeah they don't yeah. need it no for me it's not even about wealth i mean wealth is sexy but i like intelligence and i think when you have a high paying mm-hmm. job that signals signals intelligence even it though does. not necessarily but yeah but more but often than not yeah and mm-hmm. so i was excited about this date because he's a lawyer so i was like oh he's probably smart mm-hmm. um he was a boring ass lawyer he was so boring was he cute yeah he was like nerdy, kind of. He okay. wasn't my normal. I think I showed I showed you when I was at your house. Was he skinny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I could see him being like boring. Cute. It was a toss up. You couldn't yeah. have known. How would I have known? No. What What were his? It was on Bumble. It was on Field. Oh, I Field. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and he didn't put his preferences, or did he? What did he, he just say? said? I want to go to dinner and spank your butt. Did something. you go to dinner? No, we got drinks. Like, okay. But he did spank my butt. Like, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Which was really nice. So when are we getting dinner? So I'm not mad. (laughs) Okay. News? News it up. Hello, sluts. And welcome to Sex News. Telltale signs of a crisis pregnancy center, according to self.com. So for those who don't know, a crisis pregnancy center is basically an anti-abortion clinic that positions itself as a healthcare provider. Provider, that's the word. <laughs> um, but they aren't. They basically target people who are vulnerable, people who are pregnant and like don't really know what to do. They target them and then they basically shame them into carrying out the pregnancy. These people are going to hell. Yeah. So... There's five, this article posted five ways you can tell if it's a crisis pregnancy center. Um, so the first is they run ads asking if you're pregnant, scared, or need help. Okay. Yeah. They advertise and set up shop where people are most vulnerable, so lower income communities. Mm-hmm. Um, they make abortion sound really dangerous. So when you come in, they'll be like, oh my God, you can die <laughs> if you have an abortion, which again, isn't true. You're more likely to suffer complications while carrying out a pregnancy than you are by getting an abortion mm-hmm. um they won't clearly say if they do or don't perform abortion so if you're at a crisis pregnancy center and you're like hey i want to get an abortion 
be like, oh, interesting. But they won't say if that's something that they provide or not. God, this is such a sneaky trap. I know. They're the worst. Um, And then they use words like choice and hope, but still won't say if they perform abortions, which I think is the same as number four. But Why are you whispering? Am I whispering? Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're hungover. Yeah. Hopefully people who listen to our podcast haven't been to crisis pregnancy centers. But I've had someone write in on Horgasmic when we were doing our abortion thing. And they he said that he went to a crisis one oh, with his shit. girlfriend. and But then they like realized what was going on. Yeah. So if you go there, will they actually perform an abortion? Or no, no, not no, at all. No. The oh whole point is to basically convince you. you to carry out a wow. pregnancy. And how do you can we is there like a map not a map like a website that tells you where these are because they don't mask themselves under Planned Parenthood no they're no. just like random like Christian I don't know uh-huh. um I'm not sure Mary's yeah abortion center <laughs> I can look into it and if I find anything we can put it in the show notes yeah okay um, but yeah fuck that vote for representatives who won't support those things yeah pro-choice back to you Ariel okay Miriam. Yes. Why do you think dudes send dick pics? Unsolicited. Unsolicited. Keyword I left out. They want to freak me out. Mm-hmm. Why? Like how? Because I'm not planning on getting a dick and they're like, ha, it's my dick. And they're like, Mwah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Men who send unsolicited dick pics are bigger narcissists that he finds. That Vice right. reports. So. This is the first study into the phenomenon of unsolicited dick pic sendings. And the study wanted to unearth why straight men specifically send these pictures. So they surveyed a thousand straight men between the ages of 16 to 75. They measured them on levels of narcissism. Um, I wrote down here. I still don't know what this word is. Shibitionism. I think it's exhibitionism yeah that sounds right but i wrote it <laughs> ship it whatever ship it benevolent and hostile sexism and endorsement of sexual behaviors to see if they were oversexed so i guess like hypersexual is that what oversex means i guess should i google it i'm gonna google it what benevolent oversexed first oversex having unusually strong sexual desires okay i guess that was self-explanatory benevolent well, i know what benevolent means but it said they were benevolent the people sending us unsolicited dick pics benevolent and hostile sexism so wanting to be kinder to women or mean to women oh. this will make sense when i sh- reveal the results gotcha um and they asked about their motivations and what they hoped the outcome of sending the picture would be so here are a ton of the results of them admitted to sending a dick pic in the past, so just a little under half, but I can't, maybe just unsolicited, but I wrote dick pic, whatever. The majority were white, married, or in a serious relationship. They had some college education. The average age was 31, but for those who didn't send dick pics, the average age was 33, so like the age doesn't really matter. Unsolicited dick pic senders weren't more sexual in nature, um, and the lead study researcher dr Corey Pedersen says that in a nutshell men who had reported having sent unsolicited dick pics showed higher levels of narcissism relative to men who had never sent images they also demonstrated higher levels of both hostile and benevolent sexism which what <laughs> okay why do they send them 
One, they have a transactional mindset. So they think that if they send an image, they'll get one back. Right. <laughs> the second is that they hope that it will lead to a real hookup yeah. with a person. So unsolicited dick pic. That is when someone sends you a picture of their penis without asking you if you wanted it first. Yeah. Or if the person says no and then they send it anyway. What if you have like a pre-established sexual Then that's just sexting. Okay. Oh, like if our boyfriend sent us a picture and we didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of trickier. I like those. If we're having sex or we've had sex and we talk sometimes. And I think that if you have established already that sending the pictures is a thing that you do, I think that that is okay. Cool. Right? I received an unsolicited dick pic and I wasn't mad about it. Is all I'm trying From to say. someone who you've dated or Who I've not? had sex with a few times. Oh. And yeah. it was like before you established the rules? It was a few days ago. Okay. <laughs> so he just sent it. Yeah. And you were like hot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, also, you're not one to, <laughs> I think, scream at a dick pic. Yeah. Except <laughs> one time I was at Brookfield where I used to work the mall near the World Trade Center yeah. for lunch. And I was waiting in line for a salad and I got an airdrop of a penis. And how'd that make you feel? Yeah, I was upset. <laughs> I instantly declined it. And I was like, shit, I should have screenshotted it and tried to figure out who it was. Who it was. By like going up to everyone. Being like, Excuse me, sir. Is this your penis? <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so what, what did they want to get out of it? This is kind of similar to the other one, but 82% said they wanted the receiver to feel sexual excitement. And then the second two were to feel attractive and to feel valued. Like, here is my penis. I think I like you so much. I value so much that you get to see my dick, I guess. Or like, here's my dick. Tell me how beautiful it is. No, they wanted them to feel attractive or valued. Oh. Um, the researcher continued. He said, while we do not dispute or deny that consent is sexy and that it is an important part of all sexual interactions, our data suggests that the large majority of men are not sending these images because they hate women or because they want power or control. That runs contrary to a lot of feminist discourses that men do this because they hate women. This is not what we found. Um, It's more like they don't know how to communicate. I think this comes from a lack of education and communication word education communication i would just say don't send your dick to someone who hasn't seen it yet definitely yeah deaths let them see it irl first all right we do have male listeners yeah (laughs) (laughs) i felt like we were just talking to women but yeah dudes just ask first and if they say no Obviously, don't fucking do it. Back to you, Miriam. This is an interesting article about how elderly people have sex, and it's something we don't want to talk about as a society. No, because ew, yeah. ageist society. <laughs> but it's actually really important to talk about it because when you don't talk about it, you're isolating people. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be old. Yeah, exactly. We're all going to be old, hopefully, if you're lucky. Yeah, but old people are gross. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Um so sexual activity is a strong indicator of healthy aging and vitality. Um, it's roughly like having sex is roughly equal to climbing two flights of stairs. So if you can have sex, you're probably pretty healthy. Hmm. Um, and there's a lot of myths, mis- misconceptions and stigma associated with aging and sexuality, which hinder older adults ability to openly communicate with friends, family and healthcare professionals about their sex lives. So this misinformation limits their access to sexual education, healthcare and their sexual rights. Um, and your sexual rights are just your rights to have sex and know things about sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so some of the myths are that older adults are not sexually active. It's not true. Elderly people love to bang just as much as all other people do. Um, it, another myth is that older adults lack, lack interest in sex. Also, same sort of thing as the first. And the third was that older adults are physically fragile and sexual activity is dangerous. Not mm-hmm. true. It's fine. Uh, sex is good for you. So we should destigmatize the idea of old people having sex. It's not gross. It's not weird. And p- old people aren't asexual unless they are asexual. Mm-hmm. But sexual old people should be able to have sex. And it's hot and cool. Have you ever seen the movie Something's Gotta Give with no. Jack Nicholson? Mm-mm. Okay, then never mind. Um, but old people right now come from an era where sex education was totally not a thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that when we're old, it's going to be a totally different landscape because of where we're coming from. And then Gen Z and Gen whatever comes after that. If they do climate change. Continue. Yeah, we could all, <laughs> we could be the last old people. Yeah. Um, I think it's only going to improve. And I, I remember in college I was learning about like because of this lack of education with old people they don't really use condoms and stuff and they think because they're old because they've gone through menopause like they can't get pregnant and so they don't use the condoms but stis and so there's Mm -hmm. like a big epidemic with um stds and like nursing homes yeah yeah (laughs) which is not funny it's uh yeah why are you laughing it's a little funny Back to you, Ariel. Thank you. <laughs> British gamer girl Belle Delphine selling bathwater to thirsty fans for 24 pounds a jar, reports The Ew. Sun. Have you seen this girl on your Twitter? No. I got to show you after. It's ridiculous. So uh, this girl, I don't know if she actually plays the games like on Twitch or she just makes herself look like characters from games. She's like asian very tiny wears a lot of makeup and like different dresses up in different outfits and she has these very odd videos of herself doing shit like mostly eating things she bites into a raw egg and is just like munching on it and spitting it out and like being sexy because i don't know she describes herself as a weird elf kitty girl 3.8 3.8 million followers. Fuck. Um, the Sun writes, she posts lewd interpretations of anime and video game characters. A Twitter fan writes, Belle Delphine is far better at business than Trump. She could honestly <laughs> become president quicker than him. Wow. Like, what does that mean, quicker? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, her, her fans stand her business strategy and she has a Patreon and makes like at least $200,000 a year Fuck. just from that, but probably way more. Um, so I'm bringing this up to ask our listeners if they want any of our bath water. I don't take baths, <laughs> but I will for you guys. Yeah. If you'll buy it for 20 bucks a jar. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. spit in it if you want to. Oh, that'll <laughs> for cost extra. extra. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Miriam. Hawaii is the first state in the United States to remove the requirement that a person be a victim of sex trafficking to have their prostitution conviction erased. What does that mean? If you are uh, being sex trafficked against your will um, and you get arrested for pr- prostitution, you can have that um, record erased. But they've now opened it to say anyone who's ever been a prostitute, basically, uh, because it's really hard to prove if you're a victim or not. Mm-hmm. You know, some people can't tell you that mm-hmm. they are. So if you haven't committed any crimes in the past three years um, and you were convicted of prostitution. If it's like on your criminal record. Right. They'll, they'll wipe they'll it. expunge it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Back to you, Ariel. 
caught your teen sexting don't freak out experts say said he found it can be healthy wow usa today reports okay in a new study researchers concluded that consensual sexting in a committed partnership might be indicative of healthy exploration this is like a meta-analysis of a, a lots and lots of studies and they found that the problem with existing studies that show that sexting is bad for kids is that they didn't distinguish between sex that were sent received that were consensual not consensual or coerced so they like that's so important to know yeah. the difference um, so the, a psychologist on the study said that criminalizing sexting when it's not a criminal situation can shut down a teen's willingness to share concerns with a parent and that also that girls are judged more than boys who sexed. Um, of course. Yeah. Um, so I guess really religious parents, I would assume more, were pushing for sexting to be um, illegal and sexting can also encompass like child pornography Um which did I tell you about the tallest boy in seventh grade who DM'd me on Horgasmic? The tallest boy in seventh grade. So this boy DMs me on Horgasmic. He's like, want a nude or dick pic or something. And I was about to say like, no, or maybe for $15, I go to his page and in his bio, it says the tallest boy in seventh grade. So either he's a rising seventh grader or a rising eighth grader. And then I thought, I should message him and be like, do not ever send a picture that's child pornography. It's illegal. And then I thought, I better not interact with this person at all. Block. I didn't block him because I was like, I don't want to lose a follower. Oh, my God. So I just like didn't answer, left it alone. And then he he messaged me again. Um, And again, I just I guess I forgot to block him. But if he messages me a third time, I 100 percent will. You should definitely block him. Um, So even if that was consensual, that's still child pornography. Yeah. So be careful who you're sexting with. Back to you, Miriam. A study found that excessive smartphone use by college students is linked to poorer grades, alcohol misuse, and more sexual partners. Holla, that's me. <laughs> so they surveyed 3,425 students. Wow. And of all the people who are problematic users, 64% of them were female. So problematic user is someone who uses their iPhone, quote unquote, excessively. Probably me. Uh, more smartphone users reported having more than two sexual partners in the past 12 months uh, and double the smartphone user, like excessive smartphone users reported having um, six or more sexual partners in the past 12 months. Whatever. Yeah, that's really not a lot. Uh, they're saying the possible explanation is that people develop excessive smartphone use because of other mental health difficulties. So they mm-hmm. couldn't really tell if this was correlation or causation. Like, are you on your phone a lot? And then it's causing all these problems or do you have problems already so you use your phone to cope with those problems mm-hmm. um also what about dating apps yeah they didn't talk about that they should um do another study and control for dating apps yeah yeah because like if you're on your phone all the time it's probably because you're yeah so wiping. yeah you're filling a void in your life on dating apps and then you're having more sex because of that yeah yeah god we should just be researchers i know and I guess it's time for the study. Hey. What are we talking about today? Virginity. Virginity. Okay, I have something really crazy to tell you about my virginity okay all right so um basically when I came when I was in high school I had like no sexual experience at all I barely even kissed people 
maybe once or twice. But my best friend in high school, or one of them, she was really hot. And so she had a lot of sexual experiences. She hadn't had sex, but she was like kind of a blowjob master. Um, and I always felt, I think she was pretty insecure about that. And I was, I felt like insecure in, about being a blowjob queen, about not having had sex. And I oh. felt insecure that I hadn't had those experiences. So when I went to college, I told everyone that I wasn't a virgin, even though I was, I wow. lied to all my friends, even though I didn't need to, because all of them were virgins too. And I realized that I'd never told them the truth. And I had to tell them like two days ago. Cause I was like, holy shit, we're recording. I just remember that I literally never told my friends the truth about the fact that I wasn't a virgin. So why did you feel the need to lie? I wanted people to think that I think it was just something I was really insecure about. And I wanted people to think that I had had sex. Hmm. So when did you lose your virginity? So I lost it between my freshman and sophomore year of college when I was 19. Spring break? Uh, Summer. Oh, oh, the summer. Yeah. To who? It was the guy from Tinder. He was a cop. He didn't know. That's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It was honestly an amazing experience. I didn't, it wasn't painful. You know, I obviously all my friends had had sex and I all basically had bad experiences losing <laughs> their virginities. <laughs> and I had such a great experience. Were you incredible. like braced for a bad experience? No. The only thing was that I was really worried that I was going to be too tight, you know, because all the myths. So I like s- tried to stick my hand into like before he came over, I was like sticking as many fingers L-O-L. as I could to like spread my vagina. Oh out. my God. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, but he didn't know. Um, and then I lost my virginity. And all my high school friends knew that I was a virgin. I told them. But oh. my college friends didn't know. So then I came back to college. And I was that's when my slut year started. And mm-hmm. I started being really sexually active. And I guess they just thought that I had discovered, rediscovered it or something. <laughs> like, they didn't really question it. And I just told them they were so shocked. Because all of them thought that I had lost my virginity first. But it turned out they had all lost their virginities before me, oh basically. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I'm glad you came clean two I know. days ago. It was so awkward. <laughs> it felt so, I was just like, holy shit. How did I never tell them? Okay, wait. Did you, you know? feel the need to tell them because you were going to talk about it now? Or were you like, I just can't believe I hadn't told them? Yeah, I honestly forgot. I It was like so long ago. It was inconsequential at this point. I haven't talked about my virginity in such a long time that mm-hmm. I literally forgot that I had lied about it even. Wow. And then I was thinking, oh, we're going to talk about virginity. And I started thinking and I realized, holy shit, I haven't told them. I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. I need to tell them before then. <laughs> Do they listen? Uh, sometimes. Well, if you listen, text Miriam. Yeah. Let me and know. And we'll know. I mean, they were like, you should have us on the podcast. You should have broke the news to us on the podcast. <laughs> I'm kind of funny. We would have needed way more mics. I know. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, I, I wasn't sure how they were going to react, you know, because I lied. Yeah. It was it like was a so lie. I know. Yeah. And it was just immature. Was I was like 18. Yeah. Um, silly. Yeah. It was so silly. And <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I lost my virginity spring break of freshman year. Okay. So I lost mine before you. But like, <laughs> I feel like people OG. expect us both to have had sex like way younger I actually think that um, the having sex older is better, like losing your virginity when you're a little older is better because not that like, I mean, everyone has their own journey, but when you know yourself a little bit better, mm-hmm. it can be a better experience, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mine wasn't with someone who I loved. It wasn't like Same. candles. Someone it wasn't random. romantic, but it w- felt really good and it awakened my sexuality. Like it started my sexual journey journey. yeah Yeah. and so that was amazing and I think you should have sex with someone who cares about your pleasure and this guy really cared about my pleasure fuck a cop yeah I know the (laughs) only cop I've ever fucked but um I I think we got a lot of questions about how to prep for uh having sex for the first time and I know we're, we're about to talk about what even really is virginity 
Um, but if what you consider is losing your virginity, I would say the most important thing is to feel like you're with someone who you feel comfortable with communicating with lube condoms and i think that's really it and, and masturbate make sure you know your body so that yeah. when you're having sex you can tell people what to do yeah i think masturbating before the first time you have sex is definitely important like try to give yourself an orgasm before you expect someone else to yeah but also go in with no expectations and yeah. just feeling comfortable is the most important thing even if it's with someone random and you feel yeah. comfortable with them like whatever and have fun like it's sex is so fun yeah um and it's okay to be scared it's okay to be a little nervous as long as you're not being doing something that you don't want to be doing, it's okay to do something that kind of scares you. Yeah. You know. Wait, what's your study? My study's kind of depressing. Okay, so let me go first. So this is a little bit older of a book. It's called Virginity Lost, An Intimate Portrait of First Sexual Experiences by Laura Carpenter. So this is chapter two called Defining Virginity Lost Today. She interviewed 36 to 50 people. Okay. Bisexuals, heterosexuals, and homosexuals. Um, so this, this is what stood out most to me in the chapter through her interviews. She found that most heterosexuals assume that virginity loss is P and V penetration, penile vaginal mm-hmm. penetration. And this poet scholar, Adrian Rich calls this compulsory heterosexuality yep. where penis and vagina is the norm and everything else is discouraged. So 21 out of 22 bisexual men and women interviewed said that a person could lose their virginity through oral slash anal sex and also vaginal intercourse i knew this one girl in high school who wouldn't have vaginal sex but she had anal sex all the time she'd be, still call herself a virgin I'm like bitch <laughs> <laughs> you're not a virgin <laughs> i mean you are whatever you want to be but like <laughs> semantics semantics well i'll get that into that in a second too yeah so um i said it was 21 out of 22 bisexual men and when men and women so the exception was miranda rivera Ooh. a 29 year old puerto rican lesbian teacher she she says that women who've never had sex with men should take pride in retaining her virginity. Um, she said, a woman loses nothing when she goes to bed with another woman, but somehow there's something lost in terms of men, you know, like her honor. Mm. So when you give your virginity to a man because of this compulsory heterosexuality. Laura Car- Carpenter also spoke with gay men who said that there was a lack of consensus in the gay community as to whether oral sex between men counts as sex or as virginity loss. Um, so like, is, is oral sex just like regular sex or are you losing your virginity if you do that? So this one guy says a lot of people break it down by like the acts that correspond to your sexual orientation. So if you're a gay male, you're supposed to have anal sex because that's what gay men do. And if you're a gay woman, then you're supposed to have oral sex because that's what gay women do. And so those become like markers for when virginity is lost. So I could probably go out and find like 20 queer boys in this building who would say that if someone's never had anal sex, that they're still a virgin if they're a gay male. So it depends on your sexual orientation is what this guy is saying. Right. Which I which is I think how I see it. Um, but let me continue. Six out of nine gay men and both of the bisexuals in her study argue that a virgin man can lose his virginity by engaging in oral sex with another man. And for heterosexuals, oral sex equals foreplay. So the heterosexuals, they say oral sex, that's just fooling around in his terminology. And more than half of heterosexuals said that anal sex didn't equal virginity loss. But for heterosexuals who did believe anal led to virginity loss, the key issue was the physiological or emotional resemblance between anal and vaginal sex. So Kate O'Connor, 24-year-old white radio producer, says, (laughs) 
What anal sex involves is so close to vaginal intercourse that you might as well just be doing that. I've always heard of kids who do that so they won't, quote, lose their virginity. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, isn't that just a minor technicality, which is exactly what you were yeah. saying? Like, yeah. You're- like, <laughs> your butthole's getting penetrated. <laughs> you're not a virgin. <laughs> Trigger warning. Okay, then in terms of rape, Ooh. and I have a personal experience that I want to say afterwards so half of people believe that a virgin or a little bit less than half of people believe a virgin who was raped isn't a virgin anymore based on physiological grounds so it would be losing their virginity someone said to say someone is a virgin or not does not have to do with whether or not they had an intimate relationship with the perpetrator or the partner if you're no longer a virgin it's just because of the fact that a penis entered a vagina again compulsory heterosexuality the other half said that rape does not equal sex someone wrote someone said I see virginity is definitely something that you can choose into and people don't get to choose into rape. If their only sexual experience has been something like a rape, I would call them a virgin, even though technically something did happen. So when I was a senior in high school, I think I was a senior or a junior, um, I was at this party and like everybody knows everybody at these parties, which is like small Jewish day school. And then we had a couple of kids from public school. So there's this guy's name is Aaron. I thought he was so cool. And I had just like I was so drunk I had just smoked a blunt outside came back in we start making out we're in this like guest room he gets me completely naked I'm having such a great time he's fingering me super hard and I'm like my my half of my body's sort of off the bed but like my vagina is on the bed does that make sense I'm like folded over like your legs yeah like yeah so I can't really see what's going going on also I'm like plastered I realized that he has entered me and he wasn't even wearing a condom. Oh my God. So because he was fingering me, like finger fucking me so hard, I didn't notice a difference. And then I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? I'm a virgin. I don't want to have sex. And he was like, okay, fine, 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 fine. Oh my God. And then he did it a second time. And I was like, what are you doing? Because I was so drunk and like very insecure in myself. And I thought he was so cool and older and hot. um, I wasn't really upset about it. And I still want to keep hooking up with him. And my friends like took me away. And then we talked about the next morning. I took birth control. Like I really didn't need to, but I just felt like kind of scared about it. Um, So that technically, physiologically, like a penis entered my vagina. I didn't count that as losing my virginity. I counted it when I was, when I chose to spring break freshman year. Even, and also that was just like with a rando dude. So that's when I had to realize like what is even virginity. And also when I had sex with a woman, did I count that as sex? Or was that just like I hooked up with her because I'm not bisexual, you know? Yeah. But she is on my list of people who I've on my, in my notes pad. It used to be boys I've fucked. And then I changed it to people I've fucked once I added her to the list. Right. So that's my spiel. Damn. Fuck that guy. I'm so sorry. It's okay. He's just a stupid boy. Yeah. I mean, no, that's <laughs> not okay, though. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But you're okay. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't scarred. It was, you know, I feel like that's a very average thing that happens that needs to stop. Yeah. But I'm not, like, scarred. Right. And that's not all my only time that yeah. I've been <laughs> inappropriately yeah. touched. But, yeah, so how do you feel about defining virginity? Well, first of all, I love the term sexual debut. Yeah. I think that's so much better. I think it's so antiquated, the idea of virginity. But to me, not even virginity. For me, it's more about how I define sex. And I define sex as any time a genital's being touched somehow for mm-hmm. me. So if I'm giving you a blowjob or you're eating me out or you're fingering me, we had sex. Mm-hmm. Like that guy that I had had sex with on Monday. We didn't have intercor- PIV intercourse. 
but he fingered me and made me come a bunch. Mm-hmm. That's sex to me. You yeah. Know? I, yeah. I feel like um, especially if you climax. Yeah. But I don't think sex is defined by climax. Either, no. You know? But to me. Right. Just to me. And but it, it's a never, very personal thing too. Whatever you want to define your sex as. But you're saying you've never climaxed with a partner. So how can you define sex by climax? Does that mean Maybe you're a virgin? I've never had sex before. I, what, I think that if someone made me orgasm and we didn't have penetrative sex like I would count that as sex right well I don't know I guess I'm just saying that right now I except for that one girl there are a couple dudes that aren't on my list who like we tried to have sex and he got soft like kind of just as he had entered me like he technically entered me right but we didn't I think it's a spectrum and it's whatever it means to you. Yeah. I don't think, I think it's crazy that we place such emphasis on virginity. Yeah. I think it's, it is a big deal to have sex with someone else and it's a really big experience to have for the first time. And like, I think it can be life changing. I think having sex changed my life for real. But I also think that it's, I think the reason why I lied about it is because we make it such a big deal. If it, you know, it's like have sex if you want to have sex, don't have sex if you don't want to have sex. You don't have to wait until marriage. I mean, if you want to wait until you're with someone who you feel comfortable with, you should do what feels right for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's do what you want to do. Exactly. With consent. And <laughs> whatever it means to you is what it means to you. If for you, sex isn't anal and you want to call yourself a virgin and do anal sex, have a anal sex all the time, go for it. But all these things have the word sex in it. Anal sex, oral sex. Fingering isn't sex, I guess, but... <laughs> Okay, then how do you feel about the controversy with foreplay? How heterosexuals use that for what gay people define as sex to them? Like, is it wrong for us to say foreplay? Yeah, I think foreplay is sex. I'm never going to have sex without touching each other and making out and humping each other first. Like, what, you're just going to put your dick in me without more, like, I any mean, build okay, up? let's say I go out with a dude and I'm like, we didn't have any foreplay. He literally was just like, let's fuck. And... That's so, insane. Like, how are you wet in that situation? <laughs> how? I, I mean, I'm generally always wet, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it something that you think that people should just stop saying altogether? I mean, I understand predefining those things. But I think we're just as humans, we always want to categorize and label mm-hmm. things. But to me, foreplay is sex. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm with the the gay community on okay. that. Is it to you? Do you consider it a separate thing? I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, like, it's something that I've used to define the sex that I have. Because for so long, I have just considered it penis and vagina. Um, When I'm describing my sex to you, you know, I'd be like, oh, we didn't fuck on the first night. So that means everything else was really foreplay. And I don't consider that the sex. And then the next night. When you say we didn't fuck, does that mean you still went down on each other? Sure. Wow. Well, what is, yeah, we, we <laughs> fucked. God, this is so confusing. I yeah. think because it means something to everybody differently, like, well, if we're saying that, then why, then I should be able to say foreplay, but it's now I feel like it's such a loaded word. Yeah. My mom always used to be shocked that all my friends, not all my friends, but a lot of my friends were giving blowjobs. They wouldn't get really much in return. Sometimes they would get fingered, mm-hmm. but all my friends were run- running around giving blowjobs. And my mom was so shocked because she's like, when you're having intercourse, like PIV, this is in a heterosexual situation, obviously, um, or one person has a penis, one doesn't. But <laughs> when you're having PIV, both of you are experiencing pleasure, theoretically, mm-hmm. right? If you're rubbing your clit, too, or if you have one of those magical G-spots like me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when you're giving someone head, 
you're not getting anything out of it. I mean, maybe it turns you on. It turns me on to give head, but it's so much more uh, of a sacrifice to give, provide oral sex. So, you know, we have first base, second base, third base, home run. But to me, and you know this about me, like I could have sex with you five times without ever (laughs) putting your penis in my mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, like to Mm -hmm. me, that's a bigger step. And because you're not really getting much out of it. It's a purely selfless sort of experience you said this is when your friends were in high school yeah my mom used to always say blowjob comes after sex mm, <laughs> i love her yeah <laughs> that's amazing um right because it because we're not learning about oral sex in um sex ed yeah in high school we're only learning about what makes the dick splooge right not what makes the and badge. it's always first base like first base is kissing second base is touching each other's tits titties i guess third base is fingering uh-huh. And fourth base or home run is sex. They don't yeah. even talk about head in that, but it feels like there's these steps that you have to experience in a certain order. Would you okay? Second base for girls is touching the boobs, and is it not a hand job? Is I, that third? Maybe base? I'm not. I think it's like different for everyone too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, first base could be a home run. Yeah, <laughs> depending <laughs> on who you are. Second base is anal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think if you are a virgin and you're listening to this, like just masturbate and um, make make sure you can make yourself come. And then if you find someone that you would like to make come and have them make you come. Yeah. I mean, you're just if you don't know how to make yourself come, you're no one else is going to be able to. Yeah. So my issue where I can make myself orgasm, that's not why I'm not coming with other people. That's a whole other beast. And if you need a sex toy, well, <laughs> well, boy, do we have codes for you. <laughs> yeah, use our code. Well, you know what I would say? Okay. We have so many codes, but I would say if you actually want a sex toy, you should email us the smhpod at gmail.com. Tell us if you like clitoral, internal, or both simulation, what your budget is, and then we'll send you something and a discount code that we think you would really like and we would we'll cater it to, to you yeah and just so you know we're not like really getting money from this yeah we're not we're not at all <laughs> it's just we just want to help for you, you guys you're welcome <laughs> okay let me let's hear your depressing virginity yeah. study so this was a meta-analysis on a bunch of different studies that looked at virginity testing mm-hmm. so virginity testing is basically conducting tests to determine whether or not someone's a virgin it's always done to women you can't do this on a dude, can you? Mm-mm. You can't do this on a woman either. It's basically bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if there should be a trigger warning here, but it's... Trigger yeah. warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> um, it's a little intense. So I guess before I get started, I think everyone's heard about the hymen. And there's a lot of misconceptions on what the hymen is. People think that it's just like a, a fleshy coating covering your entire vagina and that when you have sex, you puncture it. That's actually not what it is. It's a elastic membrane and it can cut. It can get a cut in there, especially if you experience like a rough, but like if you have sex for the first time and you did not have foreplay and you just get like a dry dick in there. Oh, foreplay. <laughs> What's foreplay? <laughs> you know, making out, touching. Okay, we get up it, the, we get yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, you know, if you're not with someone who really cares about your pleasure and it, if sex really hurts for you, um, that might be because your hymen ripped. You might, If you bleed, it's probably because your hymen ripped. Um, but it's not because you're a virgin that it ripped. 
Does that make sense? Did I explain that correctly? Wait, no, say that again. It's so your hymen's an elastic. Me- if you have a vagina, your hymen is an elastic membrane that like sits around the opening. And when something penetrates it, if it's unprepared or if mm-hmm. it's too much too soon, your hymen can rip if you overstretch it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why people always say pop your cherry when you have sex because the idea is, you know, in the olden days of heterosexuality and girls being objectified i mean we still are but you know losing your virginity if you're if you were a virgin you would bleed Mm -hmm. because your hymen's being popped open right but that's bullshit it's made up and because you can quote unquote pop your cherry like with a tampon yeah and it's not like a closed membrane that like you puncture different it's no it's like a it kind of it it like it's kind of hard to explain it without visual cues, so but like it a basically cobweb? a cobweb. No, it's it's no no no. It's like <laughs> a membrane, like a like a. It's like a hair tie. Okay. Like a hair tie laying around the perimeter of your vaginal okay. opening. Okay. <laughs> and um, it's just like it. What's the word? It expands. Uh huh. And it tightens so our hymen is like it's not broken it's still there yeah it's only if it gets scraped or yeah you gotta cut sometimes okay but sometimes when girls bleed from sex it's because of that yeah okay but it's not like you punctured a hole that wasn't there before Mm -hmm. and it was closed up right like you didn't you didn't take off the seal exactly it's not a seal it's It's not a seal it's a hairband okay cool i had no idea yeah and it's such a common misconception and it's really harmful so uh basically virginity testing is looking at your hymen to see if it's there or there's also a two finger examination so if you can put two fingers in a vagina easily then they're not a virgin people were killed over this right dude there was um i was gonna bring this up this wasn't talked about in the study but the have you ever read the passion of artemisia no we read it for my ap hero class in high school but um artemisia gentileschi was the daughter of a famous renaissance artist and she was raped by his friend or business partner and she took him to court because well her dad took him to court because he wouldn't propose to her after Mm -hmm. raping her um, so, you know, fucked up shit. But when she was in court, they did a virginity test to see if she was actually a virgin. Not like I just got raped and now I have to fucking have your hands on my vagina to see if I'm like lying to you. Um, and, well, it, and what happened? Um, I don't remember. remember, but she has amazing art that like depicts women beheading men and shit. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. We, we like Artemisia and she's a bad <laughs> bitch. Um, but Basically, these studies, this meta-analysis found that they reviewed 17 studies and they found that virginity testing is often inaccurate and inaccurate predictor of virginity status. You actually can't really tell just by looking at someone's vagina, just like you can't tell by looking at someone's penis Mm -hmm. if they're a virgin or not. And it often can cause physical, psychological, and social harm. Um, The purpose of the study was to uh, come up with a recommendation to the World Health Organization on how we're going to handle virginity testing. So... They decided health and health professionals do still do this and often while assessing for sexual assault. So they decided after running all these studies that virginity testing is a form of gender discrimination, a violation of fundamental rights and when carried without without consent, a form of sexual assault. And so now the World Health Organization's official recommendation is to eliminate virginity testing. It shouldn't be a thing. Is this a new study? This was in 2017. Oh, wow. Huh? Yeah. So we don't know, though, if it's 
like banned. I don't think it's completely eradicated from the world. I think most, hopefully, most modernized countries are developed nations aren't doing it. But do you know why this test would be carried out hypothetically aside from rape cases? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't really think of many. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you. That was probably the biggest thing I've learned on this podcast. <laughs> the Hyman, the Hyman is not yeah. what I thought it Lacey was. Green has a really cool video about it that I watched. Wait, I she's younger. so controversial. Why? She turned into like a crazy person. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to watch her when I was a kid, so I don't really she, know. She was good now. then. What apparently. is she doing now? I, I read something she like maybe she's anti-semitic or oh i know she was like pretty pro palestine she like she married someone and uh, then went crazy damn yeah i've never seen any of her videos i know that she i know that she was big when i started getting interested in sexuality she wrote some book that i think urban carried and i think everyone sort of ostracized her whoa yeah i didn't know about that yeah i was wondering where she went i she went to the nazi verse well Maybe don't watch her video then. <laughs> or watch it having that knowledge. Yeah. I mean, she was a sensation for a reason. And yeah. you saw this when you were younger, you said? Yeah, when I was yeah. like 16, no, 17. No, show notes. We can put it in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool video. With a trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> trigger. Trigger. <laughs> But if your question's about sex, not snakes, then ask it here on Sex Questions. This wasn't submitted by anyone, but I was thinking how we talked about ghosting last week, but we didn't really talk about what to do when you've been ghosted. So I was wondering. Call Ghostbusters. (laughs) Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. You should just send a Ghostbuster gif. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. There there we go. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what would you do? You've never even been ghosted. Yeah. (laughs) I've been ghosted. I thought I've been ghosted, but (laughs) (laughs) they came back. Now they're a zombie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think when it depends, if you've only hung out with that person like one to three times, you, I think you just let it go. Yeah. You don't say anything. What is it going to solve? It's just going to make you look bad. There's nothing you can say to a ghoster that right, won't make you look gonna stupid. You're not going to get closure. You just kind of have to think, okay, they're dead. And you don't know why they're ghosting you. And so if you go crazy on them and then a week later they're like, oh my God, my phone drowned in a river and I just got all your angry texts. That's no bueno. So yeah, I would recommend not saying anything. But if you're ghosted by a significant other, someone that you've established a relationship with, um, you have full right to do whatever the fuck you want to them. True. Yeah. <laughs> Go to their house. No. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> She's serious. <laughs> I, I'm also serious when I say no. Um, but like send whatever message yeah. you want to them. Threaten their family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, it's really immature to go someone so you can sing to their level and yell at them as much as you Yeah. Want. Make them understand, like, why it's fucked up that they ghosted. Yeah. Um, and 
like we talked so this we're talking about this from our last episode on ghosting it's a cycle of ghosting and i think the more people ghost the more people ghost and the more people who don't ghost, the more people who don't yeah so when you are communicating that to them like even if they may have blocked you and you don't know when someone's blocked you unless you like what you try to text them them, i think no the texting it it still goes through so you can't tell i wouldn't know because i've never been blocked okay i've been blocked a bunch (laughs) (laughs) so i'm the one who does the blocking (laughs) (laughs) it's like embarrassing yeah i've been been unblocked (laughs) i don't know why are people blocking me i'm so sweet i know i'm dead Um, well fuck those people (laughs) i would never block you one of them was like literally my friend whatever i don't want to get into it um (laughs) uh, ghosting 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 well okay i think that the thing that most people struggle with when like the agonizing and by most people i mean me and i'm projecting um when when do you know that you've truly been ghosted you might never know (laughs) <laughs> I was just talking to a good friend of mine yesterday. We were FaceTiming and she told me about a guy who ghosted her twice and he was coming back into her life. So I guess you can ghost and then unghost. And I don't know what the exact period of time is for that. But Okay, I kind of feel like if you've sent them a bunch of messages and then they're just not answering like over in a week. Yeah. Then they're ghosted. Yeah. Um but I guess it's it's a process of realizing and there was this guy who i thought was ghosting me but turns out he was a heroin addict whoa yeah like plot twist of the century i thought maybe he was a virgin and he was scared of me plot twist of the century i was like are you a virgin is i that remember why, this is that why you like keep ghosting me and he texts me back he's like i'm not a virgin i just have a serious drug problem <laughs> Uh, it's also hard because i think we talked about this so i don't know if we need to talk about it again but in this age of technology yeah. like expecting people to reply to you is kind of intense too i think it's yeah. okay for people to not reply to you right away yeah it's okay to not talk constantly to yeah. the person that you're seeing i think it's better to not text constantly Same. um but i think it's hard and when you want that immediate gratification like you're thinking about him oh is he thinking about me or her yeah and then you you text them and like if they're not responding like oh well fuck me then yeah yeah usually when i get ghosted it's usually when i send like a really vulnerable text because i know i'm about to get ghosted and i'm like here's my hail mary pass <laughs> and then i get ghosted <laughs> and then sometimes unghosted yeah sometimes they come back from the dead <laughs> you never know and i'm always like i'm glad i didn't lose my shit at you <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna but if you if you listen to the last episode and if you haven't go listen to it I shared a lot of stories about people who had been ghosted and it there's such a huge range and a lot of a bunch of them were long-term relationships yeah and then the people acted appropriately and like right sending those sincere messages and being like just fuck you just tell me yeah and the people who were ghosting it seemed as though they were all in really bad places emotionally yeah um and like they shouldn't be in a relationship at that time anyway and it it doesn't reflect on you it's about them yeah i think that's important to remember yeah all right wait one more thing oh. you know when everyone's <laughs> like you're hot you're amazing like you're gorgeous even without even knowing that person like i mean what if they're not inside or outside I, that's why i don't I have like no those idea what compliments. you're saying really <laughs> like um all those like poppy songs and you don't know you're beautiful 
like uh, that? Uh, kind of. And like just advice from women or like motivational Instagram posts that are like, you're gorgeous. You're a star. You're beautiful. Like that's great for confidence and to have that. Also, but you might not be gorgeous. Just saying. Yeah. Inside or outside. <laughs> and I know it's all subjective, but yeah. like objective too. <laughs> yeah so we can't tell you that you're beautiful and it doesn't you matter feel better for being ghosted you don't have to be beautiful to still be treated yeah. as a human being and respected yeah. by other people totally we respect you if even you're if you're person. fugly yeah <laughs> <laughs> well and what i will say is that you might be ugly to us but beautiful to someone else. That's true. <laughs> As we've said before, you could be the juiciest, sweetest peach ever seen, but there will always be someone who doesn't like peaches. Or who's allergic to peaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can only eat baked peaches. Oh. You know? Is that you? No, it's my um, <laughs> brother's fiance. Oh. Yeah. Sucks. And with that, we bid you adieu. Follow us on Instagram at smh pod email us the smh pod at gmail.com rate and review us give us five stars say nice things tell your friends and that's it that's it bye bye did we want to introduce ourselves <laughs> god fucking damn it. it's seven minutes in heaven we're your co-hosts ariel kaplan and miriam jivatovsky and now we're gonna sign off oh